Dude, we're always talking about cool new tech, but it's hard for hiring companies to change. I mean, adoption's a bitch. Yeah. New tech can get them to qualified candidates so much faster. I know, man, but recruiters already have their routine in place and nobody wants to jump into another platform, especially when it's expensive and also requires hours, maybe days of training. Exactly. But that's where Uncommon's new service comes into play. Uncommon pairs expert recruiters with in-house kick-ass technology. All right. Interesting. Interesting. It sounds like Uncommon understands the problem of change. That's why they hand-select veteran recruiters, train them on this kick-ass technology that has access to over 100 million active profiles. Yeah, yeah. But I bet they're expensive and I bet it requires some kind of annual commitment or contract, right? No, man. Uncommon is not an agency. They don't require a contract, any contingencies. All they do, they charge one flat fee per project, saving, I don't know, anywhere from 50 to 80% on each hire versus the average agency cut. Oh, snap. Companies could save big stacks of paper especially if they're rapidly scaling and need hires today. Yep. And all you have to do is reach out to Tag and the Uncommon crew at Uncommon.co. That's Uncommon.co. Change doesn't have to be a pain if you're using Uncommon. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. What's up, gang? We have a special treat today. Uh, we talk about Google more than most human beings on the planet, particularly higher Google for jobs and their job search API. Today, we actually have a big-ass company who's using Hire by Google to talk about it and tell us about uh, her experience. Amy Smith, head of talent at Framestore out of mm-hmm. London, England. She thinks she's too British for the show. <laughs> I don't think so. Amy, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, give us give us just a quick snapshot of, of you and your job and, and what Framestore does because Chad and I had no idea, but the company is badass. So tell us a little bit about Framestore. Sure. Um, so as you said, and as we said earlier, I am the head of talent. There it is. Yeah, I have to give it that emphasis, um, which means that I oversee all of our recruitment, um, but also look at retention. So great, we get talented people here, but how do we keep them here once we've done that? And then in terms of Framestore, um, so Framestore is a digital content studio, which basically means we make computer generated images for any screen you can think of. So film screen, TV screen, mobile screen, installation, VR headset, you name it. And some of the stuff we've worked on lately, which I think you're referring to, is we worked on Avengers Endgame. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we made Smart Hulk, amongst other things. So, Who cares about Endgame? Um, she just yeah, said and- VR oh, on podcast. See, see they, <laughs> one of the biggest box office hits, and then Joel goes down the, 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 the fucking <laughs> VR rabbit hole again. 
pick. Amy, Amy is super bullish on VR. I can tell. I can tell in her Captain, voice. Captain Marvel, <laughs> Avengers Endgame, Spy, the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out. I actually told you before the before we got on, Amy, took my daughter to see Alita Battle Angel twice. And there's so much, so much cool graphics in that movie. I mean, when I saw what you guys did, I was like, I was so stoked. I was happy that we actually didn't have Tarquin on the show and we got to talk to you instead. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, just wait till she creates a VR uh, headset experience for getting a job at Framestore. Then maybe you'll pay attention to VR. Yeah. So what, what's what's the possibility of that happening anytime soon, Amy? Well, you know, I mean, we've made a VR experience where we can have you walk on the moon. Walk on the moon. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was something we did in collaboration with Samsung. And yeah, we put you in a rig, basically that's secretly weighs mm-hmm. you and then it simulates for you the the weight that you would be yeah. on the moon and then we put you in a vr headset that shows you the moon and you you bounce up and down as if you were actually walking on the moon so you get, you get to do all this and then we're on a podcast to talk to you about your applicant tracking system <laughs> jesus i, yep, I, feel, I like, feel like feel like i'm doing everybody a disservice with this first question but uh <laughs> So, so that's the big thing, right? And it's cool because, you know, working with uh, the Tarquin and the team over there, they were like, look, don't talk to us, talk to our clients. And, you know, we were lucky enough to actually get you on the show. You are one of the very first enterprise customers for Hired by Google. And they just announced that they went from SMB and they're moving toward enterprise. How does that feel to be like on on the leading edge? Actually, it's been awesome because Google are obviously really keen to make it work. And so they've been amazingly helpful and they've made it incredibly smooth to make the transition as a result. And, you know, we sort of get the opportunity to beta test things for them. Um, and, you know, that's that's really great. Going from our previous solution, which was a, a long-standing solution where getting any kind of change was almost impossible, mm-hmm. to now dealing with Google, who you know are so keen to hear feedback, is just brilliant. Okay, so who was that? Who did you move from? Dun dun dun! The dreaded Taleo. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The, and the, 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 the interesting thing is, Amy, is that Taleo back in the day, first it was called RecruitSoft. It was known as kind of like almost like the same as, as Google now because it really was focused on just ease of use. And it's turned yeah. into this crazy, you know better than we do, this crazy piece of shit that you just can't use, right? Because Oracle bought it, basically. It was fine until <laughs> Oracle bought it. And then it was, yeah. <laughs> Bam. Amy pulls no punches. I love it. So there are plenty of other brands in the industry. Why choose an unproven product like Hire? Because, I mean, they're still proving it. It hasn't been out that long and it's only been SMB. You guys are a relatively large company. Why go with an unproven product? Trailblazers. The one thing that we did like about Taleo was that if you're if you're familiar with it, you can customize it a lot yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we had customized it very heavily and I was a, I was a super user. And so we could make it do most things that we wanted. Um, So there didn't really seem any point moving to anything else on the market at the time because where we would make wins in some aspects, we would lose in others. Mm -hmm. And the the difference with Hire was that, so we're using at Framestore the rest of G Suite for business. So for us, it was about the fact that it synced up all of our work tools. And that was the big thing 
that make because the big thing Tleo couldn't do for us was for example it couldn't sync up with our meeting room calendars so we were doing things like booking interviews twice once in our actual calendars and once in Tleo and all these things and and that ability to sync all our work tools together was the big sell for us. I'm curious because there are listeners out there at companies that say I wish I could be Google's guinea pig. Why did Google pick you? Was it because you're already using G Suite and the relationship with the IT department? Do they have a special relationship with you? Like, why did you guys get picked? Honestly, I actually don't know. I I reached out to them um, when it when Hire was first announced and said, "Look, I know you're only interested in SMEs and you're only interested in the US at the moment, but." we would be very interested in having a conversation with you when you are thinking about going larger. And then when they were, they reached back out to us. So I don't know what the decision-making was at Google about that, but I guess that we'd shown interest. It sounds like you just, yeah, you took some initiative. What a novel concept. Good for you, Amy. Good for you. (laughs) Good. You're very outgoing for British people. (laughs) Not the norm. So the case study that Google's put out is is entitled 50% Uplift in Hiring Manager Engagement, which is one of the hardest things to do. One of the reasons why many companies lose great, I mean, great candidates, a great talent is because the hiring managers don't move fast enough because they're not engaged in the process and or the system. So this is big. So can you explain what that actually means? 50% Uplift in Hiring Manager Engagement. Where was the... Uh, the uplift why was the uplift how did this all happen just by using hire yeah sure so i mean essentially we had i I could probably count on one hand the number of hiring managers who actually looked at candidates in taleo Um, and i think there are a few reasons why that changed um one was a single login Mm -hmm. so obviously with taleo they had to log into a separate system with hire they don't um, but also, I just I, I just think it's that familiar interface thing because we're using the rest of the G Suite tools. When we sent out the email saying, you know, here's here's the link, and they clicked on it, it looked like something they were familiar with, and it was easy to navigate, and it was straightforward. And what the fifty percent uplift looks like is that without any training, we we fully anticipated we were going to have to do training, uh-huh. and without any training, all of a sudden, hiring managers were pinging us about candidates that we weren't even aware they'd seen because they'd just gone in there and started looking at stuff. (laughs) What is happening right now? So we're just talking about something that just looks and feels familiar to them, right? So they're used to G Suite. It looks and feels familiar. So they just jumped right in without any training. Is that what you're saying? Yep, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Worldwide as well, not just in one location. Wow. Wow. How big is your team, Amy? Uh, there's about 11 of us worldwide. Yeah. How many hiring managers do you serve? Uh, lots. I actually haven't counted. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, really tells me a lot. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's a shit ton of them. Yeah. Lots. So, Amy, whether you know you're using it or not, you're using the, you know, your jobs are instantly going up to Google for jobs and you're also uh, using the Google search capability. So, you've talked a little bit about how your recruiting team has benefited by the switch to Google. Can you talk at all about the the candidates or quality of candidates or even the user experience as part of using Hire? One thing I've noticed is that our jobs definitely have more visibility now. Um, one of the problems we had with Tleo was actually the way that our instance of Tleo was set up was that our 
jobs were effectively hidden from Google search, which was massively helpful to us. Um, <laughs> Fortunately, we're Framestore and we work on Endgame, so a lot of people yeah. knew to find us, but um, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, so, I mean, already just the fact that if you search Framestore jobs, they actually come up, or visual effects jobs, they come up. Um, that's really helpful. And then I think the other thing is, is that the application form is so much easier to fill in, and there's no, again, there's no sign-in for candidates. So that whole thing of having to sign into your account and update your details and all of that stuff is gone. You literally just fill in some basic details and hit submit, um, and you can do that as many or as few times as you like. Um, I think that's hugely beneficial to candidates and then let's not forget with our hiring managers being all over it you're now also getting a response from us much much more quickly than you ever were before so gotcha any anecdotal evidence by candidates uh that user experience is so much better do they come in interviews and say wow it was so easy to apply and and use the system and they really enjoyed it or not so much Honestly, I, we've only been using it since January, so we haven't actually sort of surveyed that, and we don't have any anecdotal evidence. No one's said anything as such, but certainly no one's complained. One one of the things we had with Slayer was candidates who would write to our general email address and say, I've had problems applying for one reason uh, or another. And we haven't had any of yeah. that with Hire. Yeah. So. It really doesn't make much sense that doing doing everything else on the web, you can buy things, you can do whatever you want without having to quote-unquote create an account never really understood why we still have to create an account an applicant tracking system um but on the integration kind of like transition moving from taleo to hire by google how was how was integration i mean i'm sure you you had a ton of candidate records did you migrate those over into google or how did that actually work yeah so we did we migrated all of our data which was seventy-seven thousand candidate okay. profiles um and I, I have to confess and i hope google don't mind me saying this that we did have a bit of problem with our data migration because we were one of the first of this size to mm. do it. And they learned some things along the way. And But actually, the good thing is, is that we fed back and everything that was a problem has been fixed and it's it's now fine. So although there were some teething problems, they were things that could be resolved. So it's, you know, it, it was a complete disaster. And, and like I said, Google have learned from the experience and they know what to do next time they have a customer um, as large or larger than we are. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't mind that so much, particularly as they were so um, keen to get it right and so fast to respond to anything that went wrong. And, um, you know, our, our account manager, Jessica, is just awesome. And she's been brilliant. She, you know, we've had at least a weekly conversation with Jessica since we started this process. So it, I, can't, I can't complain about that, given that I didn't even know who my account manager at Taleo was. <laughs> um, having a weekly call is something of a turn up for the books. So... So this is a message to Taleo. Get your shit together. So as you have 70 plus thousand candidate records in your database, one of the things that uh, Hire has been pressing and, and I thought was really cool is that there is this automatic uh, candidate surfacing piece that is that is in so that when you post a job, it automatically serves up candidates in your database that could prospectively be qualified for that job. Are you seeing that? 
Is it working? If so, is it working pretty well or does the algorithm need help? Uh, it's working now. When, when we first started, the algorithm wasn't working. Um, it, it, was a, it was a thing between Boolean search and not Boolean search and which one it was doing and it was being right. weird. Um, but it's resolved now and it's, it works really well now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely turning up the right profiles of people. Now, whether they're people we've previously dismissed for other reasons or not is a different thing, but you know, there's not necessarily a way the algorithm could know that, but um, it, it's definitely turning up the right profile of people for sure. Right. Amy, you mentioned uh, some problems with the data migration. So let's, let's dig into some other problems or things that maybe Google uh, hire doesn't do yet. That's on your wish list. What, what would that look like? So when we first rolled out, um, offer approvals wasn't in hire. That's recently gone in in the last month. So that's now been resolved. But that was definitely something to start with. Um, And obviously, we've now got a bit more data migration to do because we've got to migrate in all the offers that we were doing externally for a couple of months. Amy, would you dare say that you love your current ATS? Ooh. uh... Because you may be the first person in history. Pressure now to say that. Can can I say I like my current ATS with a view that maybe with a longer relationship I might love it? I like that. You can say that, sure. <laughs> I, I like, like it a lot. lot. So Oh no, I knew that was gonna happen. Mocking the accent. Reports, that's the other thing that I think still needs some work is reporting. Um there are reports in there, um, and the reports that are there are great, but if you want to do something fairly custom mm-hmm. Um, that involves basically downloading all of your data into an Excel spreadsheet and then interrogating it from there, which is obviously not ideal when you have 77,000 candidate records because that takes a while to download. But, um, but yeah, you know, for example, one of the things we used to do in Slayer was um, a weekly scheduled report for certain departments that needed to know certain information about who was joining the business or that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And you can't do any of that kind of reporting at the moment in hire. So that's definitely one of the things that I think we're looking for improvements on. But I know it's on their roadmap. So so in the case study, it also refers to increased candidate response time to almost instant. Now, OK, almost instant's pretty damn good. Why do you believe it has gone to almost instant? What is Google doing to be able to help you get candidates where their response time is so fast? So what happens is when someone applies, Mm -hmm. the hiring manager gets a notification if they've chosen to have those on. And a lot of our hiring managers have, interestingly. Um, If I'd had the choice to define that for them, I probably would have switched that off for them. But actually, a lot of them have, have chosen personally to keep that on. So they get that notification. They're like, oh, I'm going to click on that. And they look at that candidate and they look interesting. And within about five minutes after the candidate applying, the recruiter has a notification from the hiring manager saying, I like this person, let's meet them. And if the recruiter's at their desk, then there's an email that's gone back to the candidate after no more than 10 minutes saying, hey, just saw you applied, come in and meet us. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. So the the experience itself and and companies are always talking about candidate experience makes sense because, again, candidates could be customers. Uh, But many of those companies have very verbose kind of cosmetic uh, experiences on their site, tons of content, all that stuff. You guys don't. And hire really doesn't. Hire is very keep it simple, stupid. And it's very 
bare bones. Do you believe that's one of the reasons why candidates get through the process so quickly? And do you think that maybe you might need to have something that has more content rich information? Or do you think the keep it simple, stupid process is really perfect for you guys? So for our experienced artists, the keep it simple, stupid process really, really works. And the the reason I say that is I, I just have to explain a little bit more about how the industry works. So most people in this industry are on what we call fixed-term contracts, um, which basically means they have a start date and an end date on them rather than being permanent. Um, and the reason for that is that obviously this industry is project-driven. And so it may be that, for example, we run out of work for a particular kind of skill set at the end of a project, but it might also be that an individual wants to move around from project to project because, okay, so we've got this show, but the studio down the road might have Superman or might have Star Wars or might have something that they particularly really want to go and work on. And so they just work on a project for us and then they go down the road and work on a project somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And so it means that we have artists who move around a lot between studios. And so when they apply back to us, they don't need the job description. They don't need to know what the job is. They don't even need to know who Framestore are. They know who we are. They know what the job is because it's the same job they've done at 15 studios Ah. before us. All they want to do is get us their details quickly. Um, So for those people, hire is perfect. I would say though, at the more junior end and our entry level and internships and all of that stuff, I do think having more content available would be valuable to help them really understand. Because I think, you know, if you're a new grad or you're out of school, you worry, don't you? You worry about what the work environment looks like and who you might be working with and how much is going to be expected of me in my first job and that kind of thing. And I think having content that could help reassure people at that level would be hugely valuable. Add it to the wish list, I guess, for for Google. Um, Amy, as you know, Google makes a lot of money when people click ads uh, on their main search. And we've we've speculated for a while on this show that eventually you'll be able to post jobs uh, and on Google for jobs, have those jobs boosted on, in some fashion where you as the advertiser, you know, pay for those clicks for that, you know, that added um, exposure. Is that something that they've talked about with you to test? Is that something that you'd like to see in the future? They haven't mentioned that as being on their roadmap, although we're getting hopefully a roadmap update in the next couple of weeks. So it might be, um, but they haven't spoken about it yet. But I think definitely it's something that would be of interest for, for particular roles. I don't think we'd do it for all of our jobs, but for certain hard to fill roles, I think it would be really helpful to have that you know, it's something you could bolt on to a job. I'm sure they would agree with you. <laughs> um, curious, uh, what what are you using in terms of job boards now? Because as you know, on Google for Jobs, you know, they'll show your listings, but also people could still apply through other job sites. So talk a little bit about what you're doing externally and how that interacts with your Google uh, hire experience. So here's what's interesting about our industry. Um, people in the majority of jobs in our industry don't go on job boards mm-hmm. um they you know there are only really a finite number i would say certainly less than 50 major visual effects studios in the world and so if you want to work in this industry you generally know who they all are and you just go to them direct mm-hmm. um you certainly don't go on to monster or um you know any of the sort of bigger job boards out there uh, because that's just not where these jobs are so in that sense we don't really post a lot externally obviously that's different if you're talking about some of our support departments um you know 
like every company, we have marketing and finance and HR and all of those departments. And obviously those will go up on the traditional job boards. But through hire, we already have integration with with Monster, with Glassdoor, with Indeed. So you're already hitting some of the larger ones anyway in terms of profile. Mm -hmm. And obviously LinkedIn offer you job wrapping if you've got a company page. So that's happening as well. So we generally find, I'm going to touch wood now, um, that we don't need to post on other boards as well, that it's kind of working for us as it is. Can you see a day where you don't post on job boards at all for any positions? Maybe, although I still think for those sort of support departments, how would you know? You know, like you guys said before we started, you had no idea who Framestore was. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Um, you know, if you don't work in this industry, you wouldn't necessarily. So I, I think probably for support departments, there's there's still value in posting more widely than just on our own website and on, on you know Google search. But you are saying there's a chance. <laughs> I think there is a chance because, you know, I'll develop that VR experience and then everyone in the world can just yes. try that. I think Joel was messaging you like on Facebook Messenger or something like that. Yeah. That, was, that, was a co- <laughs> that was a that was a coordinated effort. I could feel it. So, so as you were talking about before, many of the applicant tracking systems that are out there, one of the biggest issues companies have is service. I mean, they don't even know who to call when they're having issues for what issues or so many different departments. It seems very kind of fractured out there um, with Google. And I know it's very early, especially with hire and you're one of the first enterprise customers. What has your experience been? And what would you say to pretty much any startup out there also Higher being really a startup at this point to be able to focus on customer service and scalability. Sure. So our experience of Hire um, and their customer service has been phenomenal. Um, as I said, Jessica, our customer account manager, is available all the time. She's really fast to respond to things. We have we've had a weekly call with her since we um, started this process, and she's happy to continue that for as long as we want. It's driven by us, not by her. I know that she has other clients as well. You know, we are by no means her only customer, and she but she makes us feel like we are almost. Um, she's also really good at where she has a client who has solved a problem that we're coming up against. She might put us in touch directly nice. with another customer, which I also think is interesting. So you can actually directly share customer experience, which I think, mm-hmm. why not, right? That's hugely valuable. And I think, it, you know, in terms of talking to other startups, I think that piece is a huge difference. And no question has been too silly. I think that's the other thing. I think sometimes when you buy a piece of software, you get your implementation team and they've been through this a million times before and they give you a timeline that's a calendar and they go, okay, this is it. This is what we're going to do when, this is what we need from you when, great, let's go. And you kind of feel like, oh, I've got some really dumb questions, but they seem so confident they know what they're doing. I don't want to ask. Whereas with Jessica, she was like, ask me anything. Like, it doesn't matter. There's no stupid questions. You know, we're new. You're new to us. Ask. And and she's been true to that word. We've asked her some very dumb questions and she's made us feel... really stupid sometimes but that's okay that's absolutely fine you know so no it's been it's been really good and like you said i I have a very good anecdote about uh taleo so it was the day of our christmas party Mm -hmm. and taleo went down and it said it was because we hadn't paid and i checked with our finance team and we had paid so i tried calling the last person who told me that they were our account manager in the u.s and 
couldn't get through to them, got bounced to India. By this point, I'm in the taxi on the way to our Christmas party. Um, The person in India couldn't help me and bounced me to Ireland, where I got through to a lady who was packing up for her Christmas holidays and said, I don't have anything to do with account services whatsoever. I have no idea why you got through to me, but I feel for you and I'm going to try and sort this out for you. And so she helped me and I only missed about the first hour of our Christmas party. Um, But that's just, you know, typical of a lot of people's experiences, I think. Not only are they screwing up every day in the office because they have this kind of system that is not workable, uh, they're screwing up your Christmas party, Amy. And that such an asshole. That's gone too far. Exactly. Too far. <laughs> Way too far. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Amy, I, I, I expected this to be a stamp of approval from you uh, for hire, but I didn't expect it to be such a stamp of approval. Um, you're a really big fan, and I'm happy that uh, you have an ATS that you like a lot and are on the road to loving, hopefully, <laughs> in the near future. We'll probably reach out to you here in about a year or so to see if you're still in the like-love scenario, because obviously we want to stay abreast of this. Yeah, whether we've had some terrible breakup yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel good about this one, Amy. I feel good about this one. Uh, yeah, we'll be in touch again for a progress report. Um, until then, though, Amy, thanks for joining us. We know you're busy. And uh, Chad, we, we out. out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.